Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and guess who is here this week? It's Richard. Hello. What? (laughs) That's right. Special guest cameo by Richard. And also, it's Michael. Howdy. Oh, my gosh. These two guys. I'm so so lucky we got them this week. Um, This week, they are going to uh, debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous aspect of this topic, which is the weirdest states... And I'm assuming you mean states of the United States. Yes. Not like a, just a Fweeg state or <laughs> yeah, yeah. state <laughs> of confu- state. general confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nonplussed Meliers. Um, so, uh, Richard, you chose this? Uh, well, I chose it from our list of possible choices. There's a Michael. I think, I, I think it was one of my choices. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And I don't know if this has made your list, but. It was my starting point, but ultimately didn't make my list. But I was just thinking about Utah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I thought, man, that's just a weird state. Yeah. I was like, it's out there in the West, and it has its own kind of very specific like religious culture that dominates the entire state for the most part. Not saying everybody is yeah. uh, Mormon, but boy, do they got a whole just... They got a handle. They got a hold of that state like nothing yeah. else. And they're yeah. just yeah. separation of we we the people and oh oh here's a theocracy out west. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just yeah. out there doing these Utah things, and it's like this very like, um, uh, you know they've got uh, uh, big movie festivals and skiing and all, just it. But on top of that is like this whole Mormonism that just kind of globs itself it seems like onto every aspect of the society and i thought man that's just one of the states in our union that um has this strangeness to it that i just can't really relate to and i start thinking of other states and being like oh there's some weird ones yeah i there's some states that i think almost were became states because the flag makers were ocd mm-hmm. like hawaii mm-hmm. alaska yeah, I guess, you know, it would be nice to round that number out to 50. So, okay. I do appreciate, I know, Richard, you're dying to jump in. I can see you just like chomping right, we'll start, a bit. Let's start with Richard. But, um, with no, but I go, do, ahead, go ahead, Michael. I do love, I do love the people that want to remove states <laughs> and like, and alter like from, take it from a 50 to like a 49 or eh, eh, 47 is fine just i love that aspect of someone just wants to to ruin that that perfect 50 state kind of balanced sort of thing and be like ah let's carve it back or add another one to it that's fine yeah Yeah. i know i the reason i'm excited to go is because in fact utah is on my oh my list of weirdest states super so i was super excited to hear you talk about it okay um let's I guess get going. I guess uh, we start with the only state that's named after a Keanu Reeves character. Yes, that's true. Um, so as Michael said, there's a lot of Mormons. But where there aren't Mormons, from my experience, and I've been to Utah a couple of times. I went once to Salt Lake City to visit a friend of mine from college. And I went once for work to Ogden, Utah, which is like a couple of, I think like, 45 minutes, maybe an hour north of Salt Lake City. From what I can tell, if there aren't Mormons in Utah, if, if you're in an area that isn't all Mormon, basically, there's nothing but biker gangs. Oh, wow. 
that's at least what I saw on in 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 Ogden, Utah, now, where it was like the biker king. Is it a ten speed bike and a kid with a white shirt and a and a helmet is driving it? Because yeah, that's it's still a Mormon. It's Napoleon Dynamite trying to jump his little and oh, okay. and Pedro trying to jump their little bike off the mm-hmm. little ramp that sweet ramp that they made. <laughs> no, no, actual like biker gangs. When I went to when I went to Ogden, you know the the main city street it was like a really cute kind of you know not small town but smallish town kind of vibe to it. And they said once you get past whatever this one street was, Fifteenth Street. That's where all the biker gangs are. So you don't want to go to that part of the you don't want to go to that part wow. of the town. Don't go in any of those bars. Just avoid that. Wow. So that was pretty strange to me. And then there's the liquor laws, which I, the Salt Lake the Salt Lake City Tribune. I stumbled upon an article from 2021 trying to explain some of the liquor laws, and it didn't really help. Um, there are some things that you, you might remember that it used to be that if you went into Utah and you wanted to get a drink, you had to get sponsored by somebody that all bars were technically private clubs and you had to go and get a membership if you wanted to get a drink inside a bar. Well, they scrapped that for the 2002 winter Olympics. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, we, they finally got rid of the law that says that, that said that the strongest beer that could be sold was 3.2% alcohol by volume. Mm. Um, but they did make the law so that the blood alcohol content level is 0.05 instead of 0.08, which, you know, look, I'm not advocating for drunk driving here, but 0.5. Yeah, that could be Nyquil. That could, that yeah, that could that could be a that could be coming home from church your communion wine. Yeah, I don't know if they have communion wine in the Mormon Church. I somehow doubt it. <laughs> you could have used a moist towelette to get the KFC off your fingers and they'll bring you alcohol. up straight right up. Yeah. So um, yeah, but it's just that <clears throat> you know they're one of the states that has government controlled liquor, um, but they're. Also, one of the only ones that has government-controlled wine sales, and also government control of any beer that's higher than five percent alcohol value, um, volume alcohol by volume, and it's just having gone there a couple of times. It's a, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, but like Michael said, it's this weird mix of tourism and Mormonism. And like I said, depending on what part of the state you're in and where you're at, kind of rough biker gang parts of, of the state, too. It's just, it's it's weird, man. Wow. Wow. I, you know, you just reminded me that as, uh, uh, you know, in the 90s or late 80s when I was going to college um, in uh, central Kansas, we suffered under the rule of those type of... Uh, um, alcohol laws and maybe that kept kids from you know getting drunk but yeah there were some um, taverns that you could only go to were you to be a member and be sponsored in by somebody you had to sign a book when you go in um, and yeah. Then, yeah they had uh, they had three you couldn't buy beer at just any time like you had to 
uh, alcohol. You had to buy it like before midnight on such and such day. You couldn't buy it on Sunday. So yeah, it was pretty lame. I'm constantly baffled by by liquor laws when I move out when I when I go outside of California for any reason. I know uh-huh. my wife and I went on a vacation many years ago to Tennessee where we drove from one side of the state to the other. Mm-hmm. Mandatory and moonshining, right? Yes, <laughs> they, they actually <laughs> give you a own. yeah. They give you a jug when you enter the state, a and they CD. say if this isn't. They say if this <laughs> if this hasn't been turned into if you haven't figured out a way to make moonshine and fill this jug, you're not allowed to leave the state. <laughs> but no, I just I remember driving through and we were like heading to Gatlinburg and we knew we we're getting in late and we just wanted like what we should we should stop in Knoxville since it's a big city and get a six pack. And it was a Sunday. And they just looked at us like we were the dumbest individuals in the world <laughs> when we rolled into the Kroger. And tried to buy, tried to find a six pack of beer no, because Richard, not Richard with you. Yeah. That's not Tennessee specific. No, that's fair. That could be pretty much anywhere at any time. But yeah, not only was do they not have alcohol sales on Sunday, um, but I think they're not allowed to sell beer inside. I think they're another state where you have to go to a specific liquor and alcohol store to be able mm-hmm. to get beer, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But you can dance anywhere you want. Doesn't have to go across the state line. Just dance. We love it. Dancing. Oh, yeah. Square dancing. Square. Uh, hoedown. hoedown. All, all sorts of dancing. Yeah. yeah. Was 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 Footloose set in Utah? I, I'm guessing. I don't know. Let's assume that it was. Or he was more of a Baptist kind of preacher, though, it seems like. Uh, well, he's one of the, the Mormon Baptists. Yeah. The MBs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Cool. Utah. Um, that's that's one of those states. I think. Yeah. I guess it does seem to kind of go against the one thing, um, kind of a religious, real separation of, of church and state that the kind of the country was kind of founded on. But it's almost like uh, I, I think almost maybe the, the states are kind of like kids, and after your thirty eighth one or whatever, they kind of do whatever the fuck they want to. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Winfield. What's your first? Uh, my first, I'm just going to go alphabetically because um, I had no real, I didn't want to rank them by being like one is the weirder or not weird or whatever, but Alaska. It helps that it starts with an A and so I can write it down pretty easily. But Alaska <laughs> is a weird state, not only because of its um, kind of minute population to the size of this thing that covers seemingly... 25% of the United States. I mean, it is part of the United States, but of the kind of lower 48, just this massive area that is populated by, you know, relatively few people uh, considering uh, how much area it takes up. But so much of it is just this um, just geological formation of rock mm-hmm. and ice and forest and snow and uninhabitability that that much is so important to be considered a state when you consider, ah, you can just carve some of it away to do, I don't know. Yay. Can't you give it to Canada? (laughs) Doesn't Canada know what to do with this much empty space? We we certainly don't. (laughs) It's, you can only observe Russia for so long. I mean, that's all that they do there. So I think observe Russia, (laughs) you know, it's, it has such a weird, interesting, strategic importance for kind of 
minerals back in the day or oil currently and um, logging and mining. It's, it's this huge state that serves a purpose to like fuel other states. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly the gold rush was such a big thing, but that happened in so many other states as well. It wasn't just like Alaska wasn't the only one where they found gold. It was like California and Nevada and go on down the line. But like, you know, it serves as this like blocker between us and Russia. It serves as this just gigantic, strange physical thing that doesn't, that's never put properly on a puzzle, a children's puzzle mm-hmm. when you're kind of filling it out. It's always like, oh, here's the 48 states and then eh, here's Alaska. Yeah. It's out of proportion in Hawaii. That's over on the, they kind of cram them in as like, oh yeah, kids, remember, remember these are kind of parts of the United States that you're probably never going to go to. Yeah. There's sometimes, sometimes they're floating in, like if it was the color forms version of the map, sometimes they're actually just kind of floating in the ocean Yeah, in the Gulf of Mexico or something <laughs> like that. You know, one thing that's also is like, uh, I never met anybody from Alaska. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I know anybody from Alaska. No, certainly, you know, it has an importance because of its kind of, um, you know, the, the native inhabitants that it still makes up a, a large percentage of the population of the states. It has the highest percentage of kind of a native um, peoples and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think probably so much of what has colored my thoughts in Alaska is, you know, bent on Northern exposure as much as, yeah. <laughs> as much as anything, as much as any sort of like all of my pop culture is based on, or all of my opinions of something is based on what I've seen at, of it on TV. It's yeah. like, Oh yeah, that's the town with a moose and mm-hmm. uh, the other guy that wants to make movies and uh, the, the cute brunette that flies in and out. And uh, Danny Delaney, Ed Chigliak. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I think that it, it is so unique and weird because it is so remote in a way yeah. that Hawaii is the exact opposite. Everybody's going to Hawaii. Everybody wants to go to Hawaii. It's as remote sure. as any you know place else in the union, but it's not like going to Hawaii is weird. If someone's like, I'm taking a vacation to Alaska, you're like, oh, that's well, the only time well, the, the only time people take vacations to Alaska is when they're going on a cruise. That's right? true. So even when you're going to Alaska, your whole main goal is to be off the coast of Alaska, to not even be in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. On a buffet floating. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Not seeing as little of the actual Alaska as possible. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Richard, what's your second one? All right. So Michael went for, for big. He went big on his last choice. Yeah, with, with Alaska, I thought let's let's mix it up and go go the opposite and go with Rhode Island. Mm. Oh wow, okay. America's smallest state. Yeah, um, but also its second most densely populated state. Is it? Wow. Besides, uh, New Jersey is the only one that's more densely populated than than Rhode Island. And my question is, why? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like why would so many people want to live in rhode island uh, okay i just start by um ding, shout ding, out ding. to uh jackie newcomb the only confirmed listener of to this podcast in my current extended family rhode island resident native mm. not 
currently not resident but native and uh you know we're i think this is an opportunity ms newcomb for a rebuttal and if you want to record it or come on the next episode of the podcast <laughs> it's your opportunity to answer yeah, this question why i'd lo- i'd love to hear why maybe Other i maybe it's just my rhode island ignorance coming through here but i mean it doesn't seem like there's a lot of industry there it doesn't i mean i know there's a lot it's the ocean state i know there's a lot of shoreline albeit rocky shoreline so it's not like you're going there to necessarily hang out at the beach i don't think but i don't know it's just why a state that small why did we even bother? Why not just erase that line and just blend it in with Connecticut? Mm-hmm. And I know there's reasons for it. I know that there's because it was part of, you know, when this goes back to pre-colonial days and, and the whole history behind it. But Rhode Island up until, I think, t- 2020, te- technically had the term plantation in its name. Oh. Yeah, technically until a amendment in 2020 to amend the state constitution, it was known as the state of Rhode Island and Providence plantations. Hmm. I'll just say this good idea. Getting rid of plantations from your name probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't have had to wait until 2020 to get rid of it, but I'm still applauding the effort for at least getting rid of it. And, you know, my last thing about Rhode Island is it was this haven for the very, very rich during the Gilded Age, like oh, yeah. in around Newport, Rhode Island and that yeah. area. So you have like the Vanderbilts and, you know, pretty much anyone, Rockefellers, anyone who you could think of that was super rich during the Gilded Age had their mansion in Rhode Island. Um, yeah, this is amazing. Which just seems like a really, again... Why Rhode Island? Not really sure. So yeah, I'd absolutely love to hear from a either native or current Rhode Islander. What makes what makes it so special? I'd like to know. Educate me. Yeah, I think they might say like the same reason those residences were built on that just a beautiful coastline, like uh, per per mile. That coastline is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's some kind of physical boundaries that make it kind of logical that have some geological or geographical boundaries. That, yeah, uh, so Rhode maybe Islanders. It's one, maybe it's one of those states that is is really hard to like defend against. Like, if all fifty states break up, maybe because of that like craggy coastline, maybe it's just like it will be the one that is left standing. Like no one else. Uh, you know, it's uh, like something mm-hmm. out of Game of Thrones. Like uh, right. the Erie is up there and it has like, you know, these uh, intense rock formations and it's remote and people also just kind of forget it's there too. So like you're busy attacking, uh, go after Pennsylvania. Uh, we hate you. Let's go after, uh, what's another horrible state? Ohio. And then everybody forgets about Rhode Island and they're just waiting so- it out. They're just in there in their big, um, those big deck chairs that are really nice to sit in outside. Uh-huh. They're just looking at the ocean and watching this entire country tear itself apart. And Rhode Islanders are just like, I don't know what you guys, I don't know what a Rhode Island accent is like, but I assume it's something, um, a little something hmm. like this. Hello, I'm from Rhode Island. <laughs> okay, so one simple yes. Google. Mm. It was the first British colony in America to formally declare its independence. No. Um, yeah, but it was also 
what the last of the original 13 states to uh ratify the constitution that's like a that's like a it's always sunny in philadelphia move that's like a that's like mac playing both sides so he always comes out on top always wins yeah, yeah. well also it's not called texas island kansas island None of mm-hmm. those are islands. Neither is Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's uh, another point that I hadn't hadn't considered. But yeah, for weirdness, half, yep. half yeah, half the name is wrong. Okay, uh, Winfield. Yeah, and they don't even have a road. It's just all it's all dirt. It's all dirt. It's all grass. All the way back in the beginning of recorded history, there's been one thing that humans have excelled at, both in effectiveness and creativity, and that's been finding the cruelest and most innovative ways to hurt or kill one another. And on our new show, we plan on covering all of it. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Dan. And we host a podcast called Torture. It's a show where we examine the most horrible things people have done to one another over the centuries and tell you about all the methods and devices that our ancestors were able to come up with, including the when, the where, and the people they were used on. Yeah, we'll go way back. We're talking biblical times, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient China, to cover things like crucifixion, Ling Chi, and the brazen bull. Up to medieval Europe for everything like the choke pair, the guillotine, and the rack. And the more modern days like solitary confinement, waterboarding, and electrocution. But that's only a small part of the history of human cruelty, because to really cover the issue, we also have to talk about the people that implemented them and the events in which they were used. Historical figures like Vladian Paler, Nero, and Pol Pot. Groups, institutions, and cults like the Viet Cong, Um Shinrikyo, and the CIA. Notable and historical events like the Japanese rape of Nanking, any one of the many inquisitions, and the story of Blanche Monnier. And it wouldn't be a podcast about human cruelty if we didn't cover some of the most sadistic people to ever live. Processed serial killers like H.H. Holmes, Fred and Rosemary West, Robert Bordella, and of course, BTK. But the most important and controversial topic we will cover in depth and to great lengths, the vital discussion and observation of... The complete and utter difference between Irish and American foods. We talk about it a lot. A lot. Like so, so fucking much. Every episode, somehow we just end up talking about, well, this is American food. Well, this is Irish food. I don't... So much you think it's too much, but then you realize it's not quite enough. Yeah, like it's a, it's a little weird. Like at this, at this point, we could probably just rename the podcast The Difference Between Irish and American Food and A Little Bit of Torture. <laughs> Very good. It as like an off branch. Yes. Thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Anyways, uh, we'll have new episodes every two weeks on Sundays. So go find us on Twitter and Instagram at TorturePod. Email us at torturepod at gmail.com. 
and like, follow, and subscribe. And most importantly, listen to Torture, a history of human cruelty starting June 26th, wherever you get your podcasts. What's your second one, Michael? Oh, uh, California. Uh, oh, sure. Our state that two-thirds of this um, podcast currently reside in and that used to be all 100% lived in, uh, California is weird, not only in its um, just physicality, mm-hmm. how much of a coastline it takes up, but just how much of an interior farmland is devoted to California. How mm. much of the state is just this huge chunk of just like forested, gigantic trees. I think we talk a lot about like, you know, so far we've talked a lot about the physicality of these states that um, that make them so weird. It California isn't one that is kind of one sim- single thing. Like you think of, I don't know, what is this? Uh, one of the states in the middle, um, Nebraska. Is there much difference between one part of Nebraska than the other? Pro- probably not. Maybe it speaks to my ignorance. But California is so just weirdly diverse physically that makes it so strange. But then also, I don't know, the people in this state are ones that have been flocked to from all these other states. So it's just this weird mix of people and personalities uh, and um, maybe, I don't know, Los Angeles in particular is one that is so a smorgasbord of just weirdos that have come here to do something that makes it feel so different from any place else. But Hmm. uh, there's that Northern California is so different from Southern California in that they hate us so much. (laughs) How much of, does this usually happen in other parts of the state? Do they just hate the other part of the state so vehemently? Yeah, like like, upstate New York hates Manhattan. Like, what's going on? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. But like, is there another part? Is there a part of, I don't know. Hmm. Is it entertainment that, that makes it that in that the, the, industry is so um shallow <laughs> could be i you know i think that it's kind of like almost like uh kind of like two like rich siblings like they're both kind of affluent in their own way and they're both different in their own way yeah but um but that's also doesn't speak for the middle part of mm-hmm. california which is totally almost, different from like san francisco yeah. and los angeles and doesn't speak does feel for like even the, the more northern parts of california which are so disparate and hippie based and uh very laid back and uh have nothing to do with uh san francisco so Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah california is almost like its own slice of north america because um san francisco sorry yeah california san francisco is kind of like the canada like uh and then san diego is kind of like the the mexico Mm -hmm. um but then, yeah, L.A. is kind of like the America, like the assholes to the south who everybody thinks is the noisy neighbors downstairs who. Well, I think that's Central California. Having grown up in Central California, mm-hmm. we're kind of the Midwestern breadbasket of California. Mm. 
then LA is kind of like the noisy big city folk. Do you say meth basket? <laughs> no, both. we'll get to both. Yeah, it could be both. Well, it's funny, but too, like you think of like, uh, I mean, you speak to it just now, Richard. You think if someone says you're from California, and I think that they're automatically, they peg you as left wing or liberal or you lean a certain way. And although that's true for a good percentage of the state's population, that doesn't necessarily mean it covers the vast percentage of the area that's taken up by this uh, state that their political views, though they might not be represented um, population wise, you know, geographically, there's a lot more of the state that is, um, might lean a, a certain other way. I think it is also, um, it's almost like if you shake the U.S., everything that isn't tied down goes to California. That's funny. And there's so many aspirational songs about California and so many career. I, I used to joke about the number of people in L.A. who left something wonderful somewhere in their lives. Like, yeah, the girl next door, wonderful home, my big family all there in Michigan. But I wanted to come to L.A. to, to be a... Uh, production assistant on two broke girls like the (laughs) stupidest dreams that people have and the thing the beautiful things that they they forego in their homes uh so uh it's our halftime and we're going to invite you to go out and uh download rate and review past episodes to go out on our social handles that suggest future episodes we could have a all a rhode island episode Mm. about all the things about rhode island things that are great about Rhode Island. Maybe we'll travel to Rhode Island as a, as a group. Oh, that'd be to do great. a live, live episode. Yes. From Providence, Rhode Island. Absolutely. Celebrating. That seems like something Letterman would have done back yeah. in the eighties. <laughs> With... A salute to Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. With Larry Bud Mellon. Okay. So, uh, Richard is going to let us know his third. All right. I, uh, fine. I guess it's Florida. Also on my list. Ouch. You guys. Sorry, Jeff. Ouch. And there was a big part of me that didn't want to include Florida on this list. Because I think Florida at this point, they're so in on the joke of Florida, man. Yeah. That it's almost become like a tourist uh, attraction. Um, But yeah, there's... The thing about Florida to me and everyone I know that's from Florida, they will their first instinct is to go, well, it's not really like like you hear on on, on television or readings in articles. Okay, that is true. It is true that one time I did see someone punch out a crocodile. <laughs> but the crocodile really had it coming. Oh yeah. So it's 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 people have they there's a defense mechanism, I think, from native Floridians about Florida man, Florida woman uh, cliches. But there's also sort of a little bit of pride in it as well. Like, yeah, we've got the most fucked up state in the union. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I, I, I see that defiance attitude here. There's a little bit of... Uh... Something about being a coastal kind of state, a state with um, a lot of uh, 
swamp land and yeah. a lot of, of challenges from a natural standpoint. Um, people who are used to kind of defending themselves, not just uh, to the to the to the west, <laughs> all the people judging them, but also definitely for the east, the hurricanes coming in. Mm. And so it's def- definitely a, a state with a defensive stance. And I think, yeah, still some kind of s- remains of the Confederacy, like st- Southern kind of stuff, Civil War stuff going on here. Well, for you've, sure. got, you've got that going on. You've got where you're at in Orlando, which is basically a combination entertainment center and land of a thousand uh box stores and chain restaurants from what I hear. I don't know. Is that fairly accurate, Jeff? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a big uh, cheesecake factor here pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, so you've got Orlando, which is its own unique thing. You've got Miami, which is just completely different than anything else. Then you go up to like Jacksonville and you're basically in rural Alabama at that point. When you go that far yeah. north and west. So kind of like California, you've got all of these different, you've got all these different cultures and sort of ethos that are sort of make up the different parts of the state. And I, I find that fascinating and yeah. weird. I think by the time statehood, because St. Augustine is like the oldest part of the United States and I think by the time statehood um, uh, was more, com- you know, the, the, no, nobody here planned on being a state. In fact, in fact nobody here like, planned on being the same country for more than 20 years in a row. It's like Spain, it's like France, and it's all that stuff. So I can see why it's got the schizophrenia. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there's, in a way, Florida identity is kind of like American identity. Um, where its individualist nature um, paves the way for the stupidity <laughs> of its behavior. So, right. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of learning to kind of adjust from, you know, it's funny, the last one of Michael's was California because for a while there, whenever I said LA, people had, I would excuse that, you know, like, well, I'm not blank or I'm not this or I'm not that. And now I've got a whole set of other things that I'm, <laughs> kind of excusing your... did you ever feel like when you were in la did you ever at some point feel like uh an angelino so to speak was that ever something that was like did that you like you grafted a trait onto you like we're just like mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm or was it always like no i feel very much uh from kansas city i'm always will be kansas city this is always gonna be part of my mm, personal dna and makeup mm-hmm. and kind of like i don't know yeah, I think swap out Midwest for Kansas City because I I, okay. I had I related more to Minneapolis because kind of my first mm. um, out of college home on purpose. But yeah, I think there was a lot of times when um, I don't know. I think sometimes when you say I'm from LA, people I know when I came out to Florida um, to kind of test drive this place, and I said I was from LA. There was a f- there were a few looks kind of like oh this guy thinks he's high shit or something like that. So, but yeah, I I just wonder if some of that Florida weirdness has seeped into you yet. I haven't seen it. I mean, (laughs) I I don't, I don't, I haven't seen you, um, you know, (laughs) in the Okie Finoki swamp or anything. 
I haven't worn sleeves since I got there. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um, then, Michael, what's your fourth? My fourth. Um, South Dakota. The oh. only state that really you could combine it with another state. And we'd be like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> a state that has is so weird because it has such a lack of a personality, it seems. Yeah. That I had to like double check like what the state capital was. I had to double check to see if Mount Rushmore was in South Dakota or North Dakota. And even though I'm ninety nine percent sure Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota, maybe it's in North Dakota. Go on, you yeah. look on the there it is. I'm still not sure. I read it on Wikipedia and, you know, Wikipedia can be a little mm, iffy itself, but I don't know. South Dakota to me just has the, it's strange because I think of other states and I think of, wow, at least North Dakota is potentially freezing all the time. I think, I don't know. It's North. It's got the word North in it. So I, I'm kind of, I have an idea of that, but South Dakota just feels like they lopped it off so they could have two more senators and an extra member in the House of Representatives that would vote in a certain way. Mm. But it hasn't really... What have they contributed other than, I assume, kind of beautiful grasslands and uh, maybe it has its own... And that to me, that's so weird that a state doesn't have a personality. Maybe that's what you were getting at too, Richard, with Rhode Island. But like, I don't know. I can think of other states and I can I can graft some sort of personality on there. I. I I think of Wyoming and I think of big fly fishing in this big, you know, like this big open country. <laughs> and I think South Dakota probably has that too, but I had, I wouldn't know. I'm sure it has, you know, obviously it has the, you know, the black mountains and it has Mount Rushmore there. I think still I'm reading it. I'm looking at the words. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I think that it's so strange that like, I don't know if I've ever met a single person from South Dakota. Except and Maybe I have, but maybe they were from North Dakota. And I think that's the trouble. I think uh, we kind of uh, alluded to at the beginning that rounding out to 50 states, let's combine these two into one. Make yeah. District of Columbia, turn it into Columbia, the state, and get back to 50 or add Puerto Rico or something. Let's do something to give, this, give Dakota some sort of um, personality by making it interesting for a little bit. Yeah. Was it Waldrug in South Dakota? Or is that North Dakota? Yeah. Yeah, yeah who knows? knows? Yeah, who I knows? mean, nobody knows. The people from there don't know. I think that's at that point where it's just even the South Dakota people are like, no, that's Canada. Like, yeah. that's not... <laughs> they're not even... Uh, that's fascinating. Because I do... Th I think of South Dakota as kind of like a place where Kevin Costner might probably own some land or they film cool stuff there. But North Dakota is just like, no. <laughs> it's Fargo is it's what Fargo. it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Manfredi, your final final state. Okay, what, I was all hot. Shit on? I was all hot and bothered to do, <clears throat> excuse me, West Virginia. Because really, wasn't Virginia enough of a pain in our asses historically? Yeah. yeah. Did we really need a second one of those? But then I got started thinking about a state that I probably spent more time in other than California than any other state. Mm. And how weird it is. That state is Nevada. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's the only state to have legalized prostitution. It's the only state other than uh, New Jersey to allow, you know, just legalized gambling everywhere. So you would think, great, sounds pretty liberal to me. No, it's a purple state. So I don't know how exactly we got these really sort of, I, maybe it's this, maybe it's like a libertarian streak. Hmm. I'm not sure, but we got like these really liberal sort of social agenda happening. But then the state itself is not particularly liberal. Mm-hmm. And also, much like with Utah, when it comes down to outside of Las Vegas or like the Reno Carson area, nobody lives there. Right. I'm convinced there is nobody other than survivalists who live anywhere in Nevada outside of the two metropolitan areas. It's strange. It's one of those things like we've all driven, I'm sure, from Las Vegas, from LA to Las Vegas and back. It's like once you hit state line and there's all the casinos that are there just to try and suck people, sucker people in who want to gamble their money right this second Mm -hmm. once you get past that it's like nothing no gas stations it's post-apocalyptic it's it's creepy Mm -hmm. do you feel like it's underdeveloped because it can afford to be due to the vegas revenue like it can be that doesn't make sense (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying but yeah it's uh why why the the, the urban <clears throat> the urban sprawl hasn't sp- spread out any further yeah. than it has. Well, must well, like like Vegas is the anomaly, right? Like you're saying, outside of these two places, there's nothing there. There shouldn't be anything there if there wasn't this uh, this unstoppable slot machine that didn't spit out enough cash to fill that place full of full of water and buildings and restaurants and things like that. It wouldn't be there, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess there would have been, you know. I guess the silver rush back in the 1800s. But once you get beyond that, yeah, I mean, geographically it's, you know, it's mountains and then it's desert. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, I went to a car race up in Fernley, Nevada, which is maybe 90 minutes outside of Reno. Yeah. And we were sitting there in the bleachers. And we looked behind us because we could hear like this start. And you could see this dust storm coming from probably a half mile away. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of looked at it and was like, oh, here we go, dust storm. Everyone get ready for it. And everyone just kind of <laughs> zipped up their hoodies and kind of crouched down. And I'm looking at this thing and it's just this wall of dust coming at us. Yeah. And I'm just like, is this how people live during the dust bowl? No wonder everyone like, Gave up everything to escape. <laughs> Why would you live here? A, a good friend um, fell in love with Laughlin, Nevada. Oh, my God. He also was an avid runner and wanted to start his own um, half marathon uh, 10K. And he chose Laughlin, Nevada. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of a mini, not even Vegas, it's like a mini, um, Fremont Street, you know, the small, the old part of Vegas is in Laughlin, yeah. Nevada. And uh, he was talking to an event planner coordinator for one of the casinos. And, you know, like another another event planner might say, we were going to have the wedding outside, but it rained. Her, 
her natural disasters were all out of the Bible, but sh- chapters you've never read before. <laughs> it was like, we were going to have uh, it outside, but then mink. Mink? Yeah. Or no, chinchillas. Like, like a, a horde of chinchillas came through the desert. Or uh, it was, you know, they had wasps, they had locusts, they had a plague of, you know, like frogs flying from the, the sky. But then it was something like yaks. <laughs> it was like right. what what is this herds the mongolian of... steps what is <laughs> yeah, this yeah. herds of yaks things that you would never even imagine would come and just decimate the town and she was like you know try being try being in the chamber of commerce and trying to launch a, a jazz festival or something like that <laughs> knowing that you're going to be pelted by you know the, grasshoppers a million a million bats will come a in in the middle of a solo <laughs> Bats. <laughs> fly into fly into everyone's horns. In your sousaphone. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, there's also, you know, I, I think the answer we all know is Area 51, right? Mm. Oh, sure. There's that, that's too. What's, that's what's keeping the government is controlling um, that area and using Jewish space lasers to zap people. Well, so. Funded by George, George Soros, of course. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun shitting on the states. Yeah. But you shit on California, so it's fair. And you, we shit on Florida. Both of you did. So let's go with Florida. And um, because religion, Alaska, sorry, Utah, because um, crazy, um, let's go California. And then uh, I guess I got to do another one. Do I got to do another one? Um, yeah. Uh, because, um, you know what? Rhode Island. Jackie Newcomb? You... <laughs> I expect you to call in. And you know what, Jeff? You may not know that you did this, but you just selected the four stops on our world tour 2022-2023. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> world tour. That <laughs> uh, doesn't, doesn't leave uh, the United States of America. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me check Ticketmaster. Zero tickets sold so far. Hey, that means zero return, though, so that's something. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore Crappin' on States. I'm always Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael.